right, welcome in to another episode of The Glue Guys. I'm Landon Lucas, that's Richard Lucas, and uh, we have another one for you today. We have some good guests on, on our show. We're gonna try to keep it a little shorter, uh, do our best to at least, but you know, we, we might get to rambling a little bit, but, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll try a little bit. Uh, and our guest today, we have uh, Jamari Trailer on first, and then uh, later on, I don't know if you knew that we did this, uh, but we, uh, as the glue guys, decided that um, because there was bad weather and a game that wasn't sold out yet, let's go ahead and help the sellout. We purchased some tickets for uh, some fans that wanted to uh, go to the game that don't usually get to. And uh, we sent, I think, 15 people uh, to the game. And so that was uh, fun. And we have a father and son coming on later to the show to tell us a little bit about the experience at the game. So that's our second guest from the, from the awesome. stand. Segment. I love it. That's going to be fantastic. And, um, you know, yes, you don't have to run things by me. It's okay. I'm just one of the glue of the glue guys, but, uh, but no, I think it's fantastic. Nice job. No, it was, it was an idea from Joe who actually was our first, you know, he does our yeah, yeah. set up our Twitter and stuff. And he did, uh, and he was like, Hey, you know, what do you think of this idea? I was like, I love it. Let's, let's make it happen. So, so anyways, uh, let, let's get into things and, and uh, just briefly go over that game and then we'll go ahead and bring Jamari on. But um, Kansas beat George Mason 76-67. Uh, and uh, the big story of the game, which I want to focus on, uh, has to do with big, so we might as well just go there. Uh, <laughs> we love ourselves some bigs, baby. And we have Jamari on, another big later, so it's perfect. That's what I'm but, talking about. But uh, we'll – you know, the, the big story was uh, I think Dave uh, only got into the game for about 10 minutes, uh, wasn't very productive. Um, and then Mitch came in, played, uh, I think, 20 and went seven for seven, 14 points, had a great game. And then the news today is that there is a new starting uh, five man for the next game. And so, um, you know, it, it, going into Big 12 play, I wanted to ask you as a former coach, uh, player as well but you know you spent some time in the in the coaching um, and I wanted to know you know how are you as a coach handling this situation where you have a guy coming off a great season um, a great finish this season coming into the season you know uh, I'm sure with high expectations in his own minds and everybody else's minds yeah. not off to a great start now you're going into league Play. I'm sure he's tried, you know, his tactics, you know, uh, saying things to the media, you know, not playing him as much, whatever it may be. But it's come to a point where you're now, you know, benching him to start the game and uh, starting Mitch. What is your message like to Dave and what is your message like to Mitch uh, when you're when you're letting them know and, and uh, you know, telling them what the situation is? So that's, that's a really good question. And I can tell you, first of all, uh, congratulations to Mitch. I mean, if you think about it, he's been around, long, he's been around a long time, <laughs> right? And so anytime I can, can say that I sat in the stands next to somebody's parents, um, mm -hmm. then that they've been there for a long time because it's been a while since you've been there. Uh, so, so kudos to him for doing what he needs to do. And also, I think we need to make him an honorary blue guy. Uh, okay. Because, uh, because it really, you know, uh, first, let's talk about Mitch in the sense that um, there's a reason why coaches decided to go this direction. And it's no different, in my opinion, or I should say no different, but it's probably very similar to 
the reason why the decisions were made to to put you into that to that starting spot um you know when when that happened uh and i can't remember which year that was but your junior year and, and i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that you know coach is pretty straightforward about what he expects and so if you go out and just do what he expects then you play and you know i was kind of being facetious about the the glue guy part of it but if you think about it which kind of does a lot of the a lot of the things yeah, he does right he does. that you know he and he's just so unselfish about the way he plays the guy just balls out because he just loves playing and he plays hard and i can tell you this one thing no one ever can say that mitch ever played it, it comes weak right or or that he's not not bringing the, the lunch bell and going after it because when he steps on the on the court he he gets after it. and he's done that from the very very first time that he stepped foot uh in allen fieldhouse so He's doing all the right things. My message to him would be, keep doing what you're doing, right? Just because you're starting, Mitch, and just because your name is going to be called out and you're going to be on the board of the reader board and all that um, up top, doesn't mean that anything changes. We're not asking you to all of a sudden change your game. We're asking you to continue to do what has put you into this position. So keep doing what you're doing. So that would be my message to Mitch. If you come out and start screwing around, then your butt's going to be back on the, on the bench, right? <laughs> now, Dave, what do we say to him? In the sense that, um, you know, I, this could be one of two messages that Coach is doing, but I think he's leaning toward one, but I'll tell you both. One of them could be that, that um, Coach Self is truly, truly belie believing in his heart of hearts that Mitch gives them the better chance to win. Because I've said in a, in a, in a uh, one of the podcasts before that we've done that Coach Self doesn't care. He doesn't care about no, no, stars behind the name. He don't care about anything. And I noticed that the very first time, and I've told this story before, very first time that I uh, came to watch you as a, a true freshman, and it was a, a pre-season, it was a non-conference, not counting game, not even non-conference. It wasn't even a county, it was exhibition. It was against Washburn. It was against Washburn, like and I'm sitting in the stands, and coaches coaching his butt off, and I'm thinking normally coaches are going to try some different combinations and want to see a different, you know, a few different things, play some young guys. Coach was like, "Yo, we are winning this game because Washburn kept it too close." So I realized right then and there that he don't care about anything other than winning, which is very, very important uh, to him. So now, uh, so so back to the situation, it could be that. He truly feels that Mitch gives him the best chance to win. Uh, or this could be sending a message mm -hmm. to the big fella, right? It could be that, hey, listen, we've given you chance after chance after chance. And now you've pulled, you've made it so that I've got to, I've got to go uh, to, to somebody else because you are not pulling your way. You're not doing the things that we've asked for you to do. Mm -hmm. This happened once uh, when I was in college uh, myself back in 1905 uh, <laughs> with, with, with the peach basket. No, then we had a starting uh, uh, power forward named Keith Boulderston, uh, and unbelievable player, played hard, all that stuff. But then all of a sudden, he kind of got a little bit, I don't know, too big for your britches, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. started, to, started to slack off a little bit. Uh, and so... Coach Munson, my coach at the time, decided, hey, I'm going to start somebody else in his spot. And so he came. He was mad. 
he came off the bench about, I'd say, 10, 12 minutes into the game, and he destroyed when he got into the game. <laughs> just killed it. And then it was starting again the next game. Yeah, yeah. So is it going to be that this is a semi-permanent kind of situation? Or is he saying, hey, listen, I'm going to sit you for this game, or at least not start you, um, and hope that that lights uh, a fire under his butt and he comes back out and shows why there was so much speculation about him being a, a – and then, you know, first-round pick and all that stuff. I mean, the talent is still there. It's not like that went away. You don't just get bad overnight or over the course of a few months. So something's going on, and maybe this is the motivation that he needs. Yeah, and I would say, you know, I'd add another way that, you know, he may be approaching it is, um, you know, with I, I understand, you know, trying to mix it up and, and, and for motivation and all that stuff. But really, as you've always told me, uh, it's not really who starts the game. It's who's in the game at the end. And so, yes. you know, I would be looking at it like, hey, who's he going with at the end of the games and trying to work back into that first more than anything. If, if I'm Dave is making sure he trusts you at the end of the game which he hasn't been but you know it, you know gain that back and then worry about starting because that's priority number one yes. starting he can mess around with that all he wants but try to make sure that you earn his trust in a, important parts of the game because that's when it matters the most and you know I, I'm curious to ask Jamari about this a little bit because he's been on both sides and there are some the benefits he was Jamari was fantastic coming off the bench oh, yeah. bringing energy yep. and there are some benefits to you know having a Mitch or somebody like that come off the bench and not starting the game yes. you know and so that could be beneficial and and for Dave you know for this next game really trying to get a different perspective watch the game get the, a feel for the game get a feel for the refs which was always something that if I wasn't starting that's what I was trying to do is figure out, hey, what kind of game is this? Is it a physical game? You know, are they are they calling every ticky-tack thing? Are they letting you play? And then also keep an eye on what the other bigs are doing, all that stuff. There's ways that you can benefit from not being in the game from, you know, the jump ball. And so um, I, I really see Coach using this as some motivation. I think he knows that the team's best chance of winning is with Dave because of what Dave showed last year. You know, uh, they, when when you have that kind of second half of the season that he had where you're putting up, you know, 15 and nine or whatever it was, um, you know that that's in there somewhere. And he hasn't seen that from Mitch yet. And who knows, you know, if Mitch has that in it. Mitch is a very solid player, but he knows what he can get from David and uh, he knows that that's what the team is ultimately going to need moving forward. So I see it as just motivation. I think that he's using all of his options. You know, he, he goes down the list. All right, let's try this. Let's try that. Just hoping that one of these things clicks and then he has that breakout game and then is, is smooth sailing from there. But um, I, I hope that Dave is using this as some motivation and not being discouraged and going out there, which I'm sure he will and playing, you know, his butt off and making sure that he, you know, is in there at the end of the game, end of the important games, which now league play has started. Every game is pretty damn important. And, yeah. and everything, and you're absolutely right. And here's the thing is that you kind of touched on this, how Dave handles it is going to be so key to this. I mean, I think that if he, if he uh, thinks of this as, as truly a demotion and thinks of this as, you know, you know, um, in a negative way, 
that he, you know, why, why, you know, blaming coach and blaming others. And, and then when he gets out there, doesn't play very hard because he's like, man, forget this or whatever. I mean, if he, if he looks at it negatively in that way, it's only going to compound things. It's only going to make it worse. But if he comes out and shows that, yo, you coach, you realize, right. I'm the best chance to win. Right. Um, then this will be a, a blip and he'll come back at it and then he'll be able to look at it. And that's the other thing too, is that, that NBA teams don't need headaches. Mm-hmm. Too many good teams, too many good players, too many good players in the world. Mm-hmm. I, we, I don't, I don't need a, a, a prima donna. I don't need somebody who feels like there's an entitlement. I need somebody who's going to come out and just play and do their as a professional. Come do your thing. And so, if he doesn't handle this in the in in proper way, that could hurt him when it comes time for. Uh, that, that whole recruiting to the next level as well, the evaluation. Piece. And to add on top of that, it could also help him because in this little audition that he's going through, he's showing that he can play from that role too, which, you know, especially early on, if, you know, in, in his career, that's going to be the role is those limited minutes, come out, do your thing. Yeah. Not saying that he's going to be limited in this, but knowing that you can stay warm on the bench to start the game, come in and make immediate impacts, learn from what the game flow is and everything. That's important because that's the type of role he's actually going to be in. So more than anything, it could use, uh, you know, be used as a positive um, for that next step, you know, after this season. Um, but let's go ahead and, and, and get to Jamari. I, I don't want to go too long. And some of this is probably going to carry over into Jamari's talk anyways. So, uh, let's go ahead and, and bring uh, Mari on and, and, and have a little bit of a chat with him. Before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bets Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up already with Bet Rivers, now's the time because they are offering $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With conference play right around the corner, be sure to get into action and go to betrivers.com today. By downloading BetRivers on the iOS app, you must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, what's up? Yo, what's good? (laughs) How's it going, man? Good, bro. I need to see everybody camera. You, you can see us and hear us? All right, now nah, I see y'all. Yes, sir. Got it. All right, man. What's up? Where, where are you at right now? Are you in uh, Lawrence? No, I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Okay. Go back to career with it. All right. Well, tell us, tell us, fill us in on what, what you've been up to. You know, I know you you left Kansas, played overseas some. You know, what uh, what are you up to now and what's been going on? Uh, recently I just, uh, got done, uh, in Japan, but I had like a, a knee surgery. I've been out getting back, getting back good. Now I'm back in shape. So, uh, I'm looking to join a G League team and head back overseas pretty soon. Uh, basically what all I've been doing, I just been working out. So, uh, I feel like in the next few weeks, I'll uh, make a decision on what I'm going to do based on my opportunities Man, the G League with, with all this stuff going on with COVID and stuff has been crazy with the NBA and the G League and all that stuff. My agent called me the other day and I'm like, no, I'm chilling on the golf course now. But I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I saw I saw they're getting hit hard. Yeah, for real though. A lot of people getting a lot of people getting hit. A lot of people uh, getting that COVID, but 
at the same time, a dude like me, it's the time to sneak in the league, right? Perfect time. So get out there, man. Hey, so Jamari, what? So why? Why is this the perfect time? What? Are, what is it that a G League team is getting when you step on the court? Uh, I just feel like you know I'm always gonna go hard. Uh, but I feel like as a professional, it was, it was different. Like, my time overseas has been uh, a little bit different from my time back at Kansas. I've been, a, a, like, a 20-point scorer. On, I see on him pulling up for three. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. Like, I, like it's different. My, my role changed, you know, so I feel like I, I add a different element as far as, like, being out there offensively for sure. But defensively, I'm always going to be a guy. I feel like I'm going to be a lockdown defender. I'll definitely be a guy you just put in, go guard a guy here. I'm going to try my best to lock somebody up. So, uh, I know that's just my motor for sure. So, that's just uh, – and I feel like every team needs somebody like that for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, we were just talking about uh, this team, and I don't know how much you've been following this season, but uh, – this, there's this situation that has come up in the last game where Big Dave uh, is getting benched now and, and Mitch is getting, you know, getting his shot, you know. And so yeah. I had a question for you because you've been on both sides, you know, starting, coming off the bench, and you've been productive on both sides. What would be the way that you approach this as Mitch and as Dave? And, like, what do you see the benefits of starting, benefits of coming off, like, What's your perspective on all that? Because I know you've seen both and you've played both roles well. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to say, like, these dudes are different type players. You know, uh, Mitch is a small, a little bit smaller, a little more athletic. Uh, you know, Dave, more of a sealed guy, bigger body. Kind of got the resemblance of you when I look at him, like, as far as the, you got the same the body, <laughs> the body type. Like, yeah, like, like he's got yeah. So, um, I feel like their roles a little different, but I feel like uh, Mitch knows he knows what to do out there. I feel like he's been there for so so long, and his he's, his recent success in these last few games uh, has given him momentum. I feel like uh, he's, he's he's always going out there, going to play hard. I actually like Mitch a lot. When he's out there. You know? That's my guy, actually. But uh, Dave, you know, he's been having some a, a few rough games. You know, I feel like he just get a little little sped up. Just gotta work, expect the ball. You know. When, when the ball is coming, sometimes sometimes you get in there, fumble it a little bit. It's a little bit about, you know, you got to always be prepared to catch it. And, you know, the I feel like that's a little something. You don't know if you're going to get it or you're going, you know, that's for like the timing of the hand. You know, little stuff like that. Going up strong, you know, you got to use his uh, body a lot better. So uh, I think Coach probably sent him a little message right now, especially too. Uh, uh, so just on him to respond, you know, bounce back. I feel like he, he can do it, though. He don't seem, you know, like a weak-minded kind of guy, so hopefully he can get out there, you know, do his thing. I got some faith in my guys, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see him play well when he get back out there. Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier about your time in Japan, and I don't know if you know my history out there, but uh, it, it was – I played out there for Japan Energy – uh, yeah. and the in the JBL. I don't even think they call it the JBL anymore. Uh, but yeah. uh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, so, I, know, uh, I always remember this dude Landon was in school and he always used to practice Japanese and stuff. I used to always wonder why he did that. <laughs> it made so much sense. Yeah, that was, was me. Sense, hey, listen, Jamar, I can tell you, you know, I spent three years out there. Landon was two weeks old 
when uh, we took him over there. So his passport photo is literally me holding his head because <laughs> his head, he couldn't even hold his head up and we took him over to Japan. So he spent the first three years of his life in Japan. And you know, you take him to a park or something and he starts playing with some of the other kids when he's you know, two, two and a half, three, three years old. And some of the, the Japanese mothers would start talking to, to their child and Landon's right there. And he starts doing exactly what they're doing. So I'm like, I think he might he's understand. Picking <laughs> he's picking it up. And so he didn't realize he wasn't Japanese until he was like four or five years old. He's like, yo, what's going on here? He so anyway, I just wanted to but I was going to tell you that, you know, Japan's a great country. I love the time that I was there. I was there for three years in, in Tokyo. Um, so tell us about your time playing over there. Like, where were you and, you know, what was um, the team makeup and stuff like that? Uh, my team was in Hiroshima. It's uh, three leagues. It's like three leagues. They're like, you know, the same way college is. It's the uh, B, D, B, D1, D2. So over there is uh, the B league. So it's B1, B2, B3. I, was, uh, I started off playing in the second league. Uh, we ended up winning the championship and going to the top league. And then that, that year we was in the top league. We didn't do that good, though. <laughs> the success was not the same at all. Yeah. So, uh so yeah, that was the year I got ended up getting hurt, uh, leaving the team and everything. Uh, so now I'm here uh, trying to find you know a new opportunity to get back out there. I'm good. I've been you know working back. I got a chance to come back catch some games. Uh, it's been all been all been all right, uh, especially being back home. Uh, I say that's the difference from like being overseas. Though I really miss like these holidays, like Thanksgiving and you know Christmas. Like, real emotional times back home, like getting getting a chance to be home. I know you know that too. So being yeah. being overseas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love being home and, and being able to just watch the things at the right time. You know, football comes on, it's not two AM in the morning. <laughs> yeah, facts though. <laughs> right. So so it's yeah. it's nice for sure. But I wanna uh take this down memory lane a little bit because I know you and I were a part of some uh some big games and stuff at Kansas, but I want to know for you, uh, what was your, what would you say was the biggest game that you remember playing at Kansas? Um, and if it's not just one, maybe the, the biggest few that you remember. Uh, I just want to say like, man, when I think about like my biggest game, like the, some of the biggest games we was a part of, I, I know the game we was down in West Virginia. I think we were down like 18, came back. I think I ended up getting like crazy dunk. Oh yeah, you could have dumped yeah. that off to me. You could have, you could have gave me the little assist, but he went. <laughs> Don't I was like, Yo. <laughs> need that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? I'll say the the game uh, against Oklahoma. That was a that was a good game. I made a couple good plays too. I think I had like a chase down block, something like that. It was a good. I feel like that was a that, that was a huge game. Damn, what a the biggest game. Some of the best games I I want to say I was a part of. I probably didn't even play though that's the craziest thing like I remember the game Elijah dropped 39 mm. uh, against Iowa State like, that was the craziest game probably I ever like seen like but I didn't even play that much I probably played like 10 minutes but that was one of my favorite games so I'll say that I'll say uh those are probably my most memorable games I, I think the one, the one that you, the dunk that you had at Texas, man, they they always go back and play that, but yeah, that was right. probably my favorite play that you made because the whole bench, that game I remember too because I think that was the same game where they, that that crowd, they don't stand up until 
they scored or they score. no, they don't sit down until they score it's their it. first yeah. point. We are <laughs> standing for a minute. <laughs> I, I, almost to the second TV timeout. I mean, yeah, I think that it was like in there. I'm telling you, we <laughs> we weren't playing with them. It was like 17-0, <laughs> and we had just uh, I think we just got the number one ranking, and coach coach self was like, go out there and, and show them, you know, and they were like 20th in the country or something. And and they, their crowd was hyped. They had like Tory Lanes there performing. Yeah, they had somebody. There. It was like they seen night or something. I don't even remember though. I know it was something crazy for them though. Like, it was something big for them. But I remember that too. We came out there. They were standing for a minute, Lando. They were, they were standing for for like two yeah. TV timeouts. They, they was, they was yeah. We, we came yeah, but we came in there like we came in there with that mindset. We was so focused when, when we was going down there. Like it was. A different intensity, I feel like going. Out. We was diving on the floor. Oh, we like out, we out there foaming at the mouth out there playing. You know, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. And that dunk was just perfect because you know we yeah. was already ready to get hype. And then you hit your head on the rim. We was going crazy. <laughs> yeah, for real. Coach Self ain't let me have no fun though. He was knock it off. <laughs> I tried to like I was trying to turn up, you know. But. <laughs> so so I can tell you, you know, uh, people love hearing the the stories like this. But also, I think people love to hear the stories that they may not have known about. Is there something that happened while you were at KU that was like off the court, like either on a on a trip or in the dorms or something that that was kind of fun or you know uh, a good story? Yeah. That you could, you could yeah, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of some stuff that ain't been said. I remember Nadir gave the uh, the Travis incident. In the uh, smoke, the smoke, yeah. the smoke, the smoke alarms went off. That was in my room. I was, I was a freshman too, so that was I was so scared though. Like I was, everybody had a great time, but like, it's my room. It's yeah. not a good moment for me. Like this. <laughs> the police, police come knocking on my door, and the fire, fire people coming in. Like I'm. Uh, I don't know what to do, man. I, I damn nearly ran away and left my whole crib. Like, I didn't know what to do, man. So, it, for everybody, it's a good But at that time, not. So, let me think. Let me, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a, a, a something fun we used to do. Didn't get in too much trouble. I can't say too much on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I've been to that. Uh, what was, what's that club that we went to? Oh, I took him to the Hawk. No, we took, took him to the, the Hawk. I took him to the uh, hawk, and then we went down downstairs. I took him. It was him and a bunch of his uh, like high school friends. I think and I remember that. You remember? And they I was taking shots. Here's this is how old I am. I get downstairs, and I'm just worried about where are the emergency exits? How are they having all of these these kids in here with no emergency <laughs> exits? It's like a little a little back door. You I know, but that's that's the first thing I thought. That ain't. Of. That's like the only one though. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm trying to think. I had some crazy nights up there. Hope too. <laughs> it's different though, because I remember like going into school early, like your first years. I was so excited to like get to the bars. I was like so. It was just. It was just so different. Like getting right. You first get out of college, then so your junior senior year. You ain't even trying to go in that go in there like that. You chilling for real. You just trying. <laughs> what's it like with a special occasion for sure? Well, I, I yeah, got a question. Here. What's 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 it like in Lawrence? Like, what's that city like for a Kansas basketball player just for going Kansas, around town? 
yeah, being in Lawrence was so different for me, like as far as like being in Chicago, because I feel like like walking around with, walking around Chicago, like growing up, you always gotta like you know kind of like watch your back a little bit, like you know, like you can't, you gotta have like some kind of edge of, like in the streets, just like you know. But when I was in Kansas, I feel like it was, it was like, like like a different kind of love for real. Like walk down the street, people honk their car at you, people wave at you. It's like it's not it's like night day for real. So. I say uh, you always gonna get love wherever you at, you know, like a little restaurant or, you know, going out. Uh, people gonna recognize you. Uh, people definitely gonna show you some love for sure. Little kids always is always good that you know for our, when we had uh, these camps interacted with kids. I mean, we did like some special Olympic type stuff. That was always refreshing. I feel like as a as an athlete, you know, they they kept us involved in the community a little bit too. I feel I really appreciate that part of stuff, like Christmas shopping and stuff. That's the kind of stuff I really uh, appreciated. Uh, and going and going forward as a man, that's you know kind of stuff I just want to do on my own, you know, in my own community. So uh, I feel like that's that's the kind of stuff I, I take away from Kansas a lot. So I really appreciate stuff like that. Well, I want to know after, you know, G League, hopefully, you know, some NBA time and whatnot, as we progress through our career, we start thinking, you know, what's next? What kind of stuff are you into? So I'm asking you, you know, have you given any thought about what kind of stuff you want to get into post-basketball? Yeah, for sure. Definitely, especially like being hurt. Like it gave me a chance. It's so much stuff I want to do at the same mm -hmm. time. It gave me a chance to like kind of set it up. Uh, I want to definitely have a chance to work with kids, uh, give them give them an opportunity, you know, get a, get them off the streets, have them, give them something positive to do. Uh, uh, me me and a couple of my friends actually now we're trying to get some grants rolling in so we can uh, start some uh, foundation and, and make some make some camps and stuff. Uh, since I was home, I just had so much more free time. I feel like this stuff I want to do. I want to get into real estate uh, as well. This is a lot of stuff. I low key want to. I want to go uh, to school to start cooking. I want to do culinary school. Culinary, all right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's Chef Maury, going into 2022. I'm telling you. Damn. I'm about to be cooking it up. Okay. So, yeah, I got all a lot right. of stuff I, I'm going to do. Well, I know with the uh, with the whole uh, you know now that players can get paid. You would put out that tweet about all the stuff you would be taking advantage of. Bro, I know I back in man. school, you would have been making money all type. We, we would have been at practice. Mario would have been on his phone like, all right, I got to I got to commercial. Hey, <laughs> I would have been walking in there like, yo, what's up? Hey, all right, hey, we going to set that up? <laughs> I know yeah, you I definitely would try to give me a car, all that. Like, I see oh, dudes man. right now, man. I'm really definitely a little jealous right now because I see what they doing. I see the I see one of the guys uh, when they beat Texas, one of the football players. He had a deal at uh, Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah, he had a deal. Like he on commercials. Like it's different, man. Like man. I know I could have had something. Like oh, for sure. Yeah, I need some of that. You too, for real. I, like, I could have got a few things. Yeah, like man. <laughs> I can tell you, it, it's crazy how far this has come. Because uh, do you guys remember Steve Alford? Does that name sound familiar? Well, I know Alfred, uh, the coach. You know him as the coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, he played at Indiana with Bobby uh, Bobby Knight, mm -hmm. and so one there was one uh, year where he was on a charity a charity uh, calendar. He was one of the months on a charity calendar. He got in trouble. Got got in trouble for it. He didn't even make any money off of it. 
but he was just because he was part of it and it wasn't part of the NCAA because you know again NCAA has had their claws you know it's a whole different subject but they had their claws on everything and they're just raking in all this cash and didn't care about any of the, the players true other than you get a scholarship but nothing else and so uh so I'm just so happy that they've opened this up so I just wish it was a few years ago, man. Just, yeah, I wish really. it was back in my day. Like, at least give us two years of it. So hey, we all man. wish we could. We always get some of that. They Instead, they just gave us. They just gave us those little money. checks. You know, they gave yeah. us the little checks. Hey, we should have held out. We should have said we ain't want it. For real, yeah, we could have right? got some more. We could have got some more. We should have. We should have held out on. We were, we were too happy about the little checks. Coming. We was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was in there. Hey, I I'll cash this. I logged in so quick. I told everybody. I told them the dear Ben was thirsty. Everybody was thirsty to get that little check. Oh man. Well, well, it's nice having you on, and uh, we'll we'll let you go. But you're always welcome on the show and stuff. I know uh, you you may end up starting your own podcast and stuff sometime. And and if yeah, you do, sure. then then uh, you know have us on. Maybe we could chat some. But uh, but yeah, no, it's nice having you on, and you know, moving forward, if you ever want to. Hop on and uh, talk with anybody. Just let me know. All right, man. Thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate y'all. You know, appreciate it. All right, right, man. man. Have a good one. All right, y'all. Happy New Year, too. You, too. All right. All right. Well, that was nice to to catch up with Jamar. It's always nice to, you know, have have some of the the guys I got a chance to play with, you know, on here and stuff. So uh, that, that that's good to catch up with him, see where he's, you know, what he's doing, what he's going to try to do in his community. I mean, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, it's, you know, as athletes, we, we often get caught up in a certain identity and people only know us for a certain, in a certain way, uh, but they don't realize that it's okay. You know, we, we can also want to cook. And we could also <laughs> want to start foundations, and we could hey, also that's want to awesome. do other he things, wants right? to, He wants to get into the, the cooking. That's hey, I mean that's that's awesome. And, I mean, you yeah. know me, I I um, music was something that I wanted to learn and get into yeah. and stuff. You know, I started taking classes, learning that, learning producing and stuff. And like, yeah. there's and poker's been another you know escape, golf and stuff. But you yeah. focus so much on basketball, and that that's that seems like it's everything, you know, um, and for most guys, it's hard to even spend too much time doing something else because basketball is your focus. But, you know, as you get older and older, more time gets, you know, allotted, especially once you, you know, leave college and now you don't have classes or anything, you're a professional athlete. You got some time to just sit around and it's like the first few years, you know, you're like, all right, let me play video games and do all this stuff during the free time. And then I know, you know, it starts clicking in your head. Okay what's next? What else am I in, into? You know, what else do I want to pursue? And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that uh, he, he's already thinking about that. And, you know, I'll tell you the, the whole G League and stuff, you know, I just called you the other day, yeah. you know, with my agent, he called me again today about a few teams that are just desperate. You know, they were like, hey, can you be here by, uh, it was a fit in, in two days, you know, and for me, I'm like, man, I was just on the golf course. Today. <laughs> you, think, you, wait, you think they'll call me? Or they're not that desperate. You know, if you put together a little highlight tape, you know, <laughs> there's a mic in and stuff, they might. Okay. But, uh, All right. No, you need to you need to pick up golf. That's what you need to do. Work on it. Um, you know, transition to a new sport. And that's one that you you can you can still play and 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 get get better at. I think it's time. Yeah, golf is boring. 
Oh, it's boring. so far from it's, boring. It's so boring. It's so far. I just oh I just gosh. came back today and had a blast before I was rushing to get to this, but uh, but I had a blast. I actually um, look at what I did to this uh, Nike ball. Can you see it right here? Yeah. What you, what, what happened? That's just called a uh, power. <laughs> just, are you sure that wasn't one of the def defective ones that just uh are you are you blaming nike your, they, your wife they had a, hey even even nike has a, a, a defective I, no, batch I, every once in a while either way i thought that was pretty cool that I ripped it <laughs> is out. that like ripping down the rim and having the uh, it's, it's shatter? almost exactly like shattering the rim i, I mean i would guess yes. I, I don't know i don't well, find I, I, i've had i've done that but I haven't. I've only had a screw come out. I had a screw come out. <laughs> I guess. You're like, oh yeah, I broke it. <laughs> Look at the screw. <laughs> oh man, that's the best. All right, well, um, hey, before uh, we get off, uh, well, we have one more guest though. We gotta bring. Oh. Up. <laughs> okay, then, then I'll. Uh, let's let's I'll do one more guest, and then we'll. And then I'll do it. Okay. So, so next we have um, uh, the the two people we the father son that we sent to the game. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, and bring them on as our as our next guest. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear us? Yes, we can hear you just fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having us on. Well, well, we just wanted to. Uh, we saw the great picture that you guys took. Uh, you know, at Allen Fieldhouse. Maybe we could get that on the screen. But uh, we just want to have you on to just talk about and hear your experience at the game and and uh, you know how it was it was a close one and it seemed like a fun one on tv it, it was it was closer than we thought it was going to be for sure uh george mason was shooting the ball really well and so no we had we had a great time garrick i mean you can this is my son garrick he's he's 10 he's at fourth grade at tonganoxie elementary school uh and loves basketball and the jayhawks so it was great to go what i mean what was your favorite part of the favorite part of the game the what was the favorite play? When uh, when uh, Christian Brown uh, dunked it for like a buzzer beater. Oh yeah, the half. That didn't half. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We got there about game was at four. We got there at about two twenty or so. That way we could get there early and walk around and see all the the history. You know, see the championship trophies. Mm -hmm. and just watch have, them have, up and, have you been to a game before? We've been to we've been to this was probably our third game. Okay. Yeah, um, we we try to go, but it's our house is kind of crazy, and uh, you know I got we have we have four kids, and so trying to get them all there is is kind of <laughs> tough. And uh, but we've been to been to some before, but it's it's any chance we get though is it's awesome to just go there and see them in person. Yeah. What was your what was your favorite thing there? Well, I mean, what all did you like seeing? And I like um, there, uh, in the like trophy case, there was an inflated football, and I called it a Tom Brady football. <laughs> I love it. It's not like a 1950 football. He's like, hey, is that a Tom Brady football? Because it was inflated. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool. We, you know, and it was great that KU had open parking. You know, we parked in the parking garage, uh, and so that was neat just to be right there. Uh, then walked and got the tickets at Will Call, and uh, yeah. you know everything went smooth and got right in. And it was just, I think there were a lot of people there, kind of at the same, same. You know, a lot of people who don't always get to go to games uh, mm -hmm. were at that game uh, because of 
things that you guys did and the season, other season ticket holders. And, and so it was really you know, just cool experience. And we appreciate you guys doing that for us. A great way to ring in the new year, right? Mm -hmm. So when, so uh, being there, it's like, you know, obviously it's just, it's just packed. And some people, you know, they don't like it when it's so packed because sometimes it can be shoulder to shoulder and all that. You guys, did you enjoy that environment or was it like, ah, it's a little bit too much? I, we, I like it. I enjoy the, the more people. That's fun. I've never taken my youngest son. Um, he doesn't like all the loud noises. We went to a KU football game this year and he said that was too loud. I was like, oh. uh, okay. Yeah, the, the field house might be a little bit louder. Or <laughs> yeah, the, you know, out in field house is going to be a little too loud. Uh, I like the, the more people that, that kind of gives it that, that an energy and that intensity. And, and I think that's, that's what makes it, you know, Allen Fieldhouse. That's what has that Kansas magic. Yeah. I, I mean, it's as a player being there and it's, you feel all those fans there and, you know, all the energy and stuff, it's just injected into you, you know, and, and I think that that's why, um, you know, keeping this sellout streak alive you know, I know there were some people that weren't able to make it because of the weather and stuff. Um, but, you know, continuing to keep that tradition, keep that energy, no matter who we're playing, no matter if it's a replacement game or or whatever it may be, uh, is awesome. And, you know, uh, you're you guys going and cheering them on, you know, uh, is is so more helpful to the players than you could even imagine. So um, I, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Um, it was really nice to have you on and, and talk to you guys a little bit. And I hope that you enjoy uh, the rest of your your evening and uh, the, the rest of this new year. Well, yeah, thanks again. We, we appreciate it. And it was it was cool to see that alumni band. I'd never been to a game where they had all the, you know, because the students are out of town. So they had all the. In, in oh, the really? And so it's like all these 30, 40, 50 year old people in the band. <laughs> Uh, hey so dad go ahead go ahead uh, go hey. ahead. <laughs> perfect i just gotta play an instrument <laughs> yeah uh, that might be a problem but uh, now when we appreciate it uh but you guys did uh that was a really cool way to you know bring in the new year with my son and uh it's cool you know for ku to to really push for that too and and it's just cool to see you know former players you know still having that you know supporting the program and just uh it, it's it's really fun and we enjoy that as fans seeing that too and seeing what you guys are doing in the future and seeing what you do after your basketball lives so that's that's pretty cool awesome well thanks for coming on today it was nice officially meeting both of you and uh uh it was uh nice to have you on hey thanks for having us take care rock chalk rock chalk guys. guys all right see you all right well another father and son that was, uh, was nice to get to chat with them a little bit i know i know that uh we actually had a few father, son, or families that got to go, uh, that we got tickets for. So, you know, it's awesome. We, we, you know, like I said on that, as a player, I don't think the fans even understand the impact they make. I mean, in games, we feel that energy, you know, if there's a few buckets, I remember there'd be times where we'd go through a lull and the fans were smart enough to just be like, Hey, it's time to it's time ramp it up. And as a player, you know, you go from going through the motions to like, all right, you know, it's time, you know, let's, 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 let's get this thing done. And so uh, it's always nice to, I forgot to mention, it's our from the stand segment from, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have, you know, people, uh, you know, on from the stand segment and talk with them and, and uh, get to know them a little bit more. Yeah, I can tell you, I, that, that is, you know, I've always loved watching you play. 
Um, and uh, but I can say that watching you play in Allen Fieldhouse was one of the highlights uh, for me. Um, you know, anything to do with basketball because it just that environment is so amazing. Um, and uh, and those fans are just like he said, they just they just love you guys. Um, and uh, and so it just. So I miss that personally, you know, being in the stands. Um, so you sure you don't have another – you don't have any more eligibility, do you? You're all yeah, I don't know. Now that Mitch is going six years, and six, so maybe seven, I can go ahead years. and say, hey, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, just come on back with another one. Get that, that NIL money and come on back. Oh, my God. Year. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I miss all that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun to, to uh, meet this, uh, this young family, so. Yeah, well, we are wrapping it up now. This might be our quickest episode ever, so that's uh, that's a positive. But well, uh, any I, last I, word? Well, yeah, because I need to go because I'm actually in the championship of one of my uh, oh fantasy my God. football which, which, leagues. One of you, you just throw them out there and hope that one of them works because I know what are you this talking is about. Amazing. No, you, it's not the main league. You almost finished last place in our main one, so I didn't almost finish last place, but uh, <laughs> so it's not that one. I'm out, but who else is out? You are. Uh, so, uh, but it's, I've been two leagues and my other league, which I won last year, uh, you're going back finals. to back. Well, I'm in the finals right now. I just need, uh, Ronald Jones got hurt or whatever. Okay. So, so, so he gave me like three or 3.7 or something. Yeah. yeah not much. Uh, and so, uh, I just need Nick Chubb okay. to not score more than a, he's already scored 3.4. Oh boy! I need him to score less than five. Oh yeah, you're done. Anyway. So uh, <laughs> enjoy second place uh, because unless something happens and he gets hurt or something, you never know. The Steelers uh, could. I mean, come on. But this so. is, you know, speaking of fantasy football, and we'll finish with this. But uh, Kelly, uh, my yes. my girlfriend Kelly, she she won ours, and this yes. will tell you a little bit about fantasy football. So you go through hundreds of mock drafts and all this yes. stuff just to finish, what, third to last or whatever. Close I was to in 10th uh, place. I think. 10th place, so pretty close to last. Yes. And she drafted based off of their names, going with everybody who had a starting letter of D. Yes. And ended up drafting probably one of the most dominant teams I've seen before. Yes, she, she had almost 200 points. Almost 200 points and a half-point PPR. Uh, and then last night needed seven from Devontae Adams to win the game, and she got that with ease. Um, so yes. going into next year, I'm thinking I might just take a strategy like that instead of trying anything else because clearly uh, these mock drafts and studying means zero in fantasy football land. So It, it doesn't mean zero. It's no different than you know about poker. Why are the, the pros not winning the World Series every year? It's just, it's just happening, you know, come on. You know what I want? I want her to try it again. Tell her to do, I don't know, the M's and see if the M's work or something like that. Who would there's, be? There's, come on. You, she tries it again. She's going to, it's going to be. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that she will try something again. Because in her other league that we were in two leagues together, she drafted everyone with dreads. And, and, and how did she, she do? She finished dead last. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's so what she'll I'm saying. try. She'll she, try. she can try it all she wants, but that's not happening uh, you know, twice. But I will say, first time we've had a female uh, manager uh, win our 
win our league. So that's that's oh. huge. She dominated. I beat her head to head, but but she dominated most every week and uh, and won it. So congratulations to her and the trophies coming her way. All right. Well, good luck. Hopefully, uh, Nick Chubb pulls the Antonio Brown and takes his shirt off and runs. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You had Antonio Brown in your starting lineup yeah. during the championship of your fantasy football game, and all of a sudden you see him taking off his shirt and throwing it. And oh, done. I'm so mad. I would be hot. It's like not injury. Even injury would make you mad, but just him just be like, just like I'm over it. it I wish like, that was a, a, a Sunday night or Monday night game because the stories behind winning or losing because of that would have been yes. nuts. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe Nick Chubb will uh, pull that and you'll you'll yeah. be up. You never you never know. Five, I got he's got a whole I got a whole lot. Five more points. Five points. That's it. The game just started. That's the problem. <laughs> His first carry was <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so you never know, man. Fantasy football is crazy. It is. It is. Well, good luck to you on that. Thank and, you. Uh, the the Jayhawks are taking on Oklahoma State tomorrow, and then we will be back uh, next week, and we'll recap the start to the Big Twelve. And you know who uh, reached out to me was uh, Mitch. So maybe we go uh, and and have the the new starting what? center on and and see uh see a little bit about his thoughts and and okay. talk to uh talk to Mitch. So uh, looking forward to next week and 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 uh, we'll, we'll maybe make that happen. So sounds good. All right, see you guys.